Thanks for choosing to listen to Drive Time Devotionals. I'm your host, Bill Simpson, and you can learn more about me and find additional resources at my website, billsimpson.org. Well, it's Monday, March 16th, 2020, and our lives as we have known them have been completely turned upside down. Everything is different this Monday from last Monday. Schools, universities, and businesses are closed across the country. Athletic events are canceled. And throughout the world, the COVID-19 impacts are being felt. Many grocery stores have almost bare shelves due to the panic caused by shoppers and their fears of not having enough. Whatever they value most, seems like toilet paper being the current most treasured commodity. And yes, that's a hilarious pun, a commodity. I had a very refreshing conversation last Friday regarding all that's happening. My phone call was with the national sales manager of a fairly new bank in the New York area. We were talking about the panic caused by the virus, and she said this, Even if I get the coronavirus, I'm not afraid of dying. Heck, I'm ready to go to heaven and be with the Lord. Well, I was inspired by her most certain and calm faith. And if there's one thing the coronavirus has done, besides turning our world upside down, it has forced us to think about our own mortality, and as humans, we most definitely tend to avoid the reality of our own death. God repeatedly gives us compelling reassurance of our lives to come. He tells us amazing things about what life will be like in His presence. But it is very difficult for any of us to picture because it will be so amazingly different from our current reality and all that we know about life. So let's take a few minutes to think about God's promises to us regarding our new life, the real life, the forever life that awaits us. In recent episodes, I have referenced different aspects of Jesus' teaching on the Thursday night before he endured the cross for our rebellion. In that upper room with the eleven gathered around him, now remember Judas had already left, he spoke this promise to them and to us. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's home. If this were not so, would I have not told you I'm going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I will come and get you so that you will be with me always where I am. From John chapter 14 verses 1 through 3. An hour or so later, he prayed to his father, asking for his followers to be with him so that they could see the glory the father had given him. His prayer kind of makes it sound like Jesus can't wait for his people to come be with him so they can see the real Jesus and to bask in his glory and the glory that they will receive for being with him. I don't know what it will be like. I do know that God brought the Apostle Paul up to heaven for a glimpse of God's glory and Jesus' glory. Paul, writing about this experience, recorded, And I know that this man was called up into paradise, whether in the body I do not know, God knows. And he heard things that cannot be told, which man may not utter. I believe if God had allowed Paul to write about everything he experienced, all he saw and what he heard, we would drink the Kool-Aid because going there would be too hard to resist. It would be so much better than staying down here. I'll be honest with you, I don't like to think about the dying part. Like everybody, I hope I go in my sleep, or at least very quickly. Suffering a long illness is terrifying to me. 
But if that is my fate or yours, we must trust, as Jesus told us, that the Father will give us all the strength and faith we will need to endure that suffering because we know what's coming when the suffering is concluded. But what is heaven going to be like? Heaven is for real, but I'm not going to base my thoughts about heaven on a story of a child and his experiences. I'm going to base my thoughts and my understanding of heaven on the scriptures. Now, as a kid, I thought we would be wearing choir robes and singing hymns to Jesus 24-7. Oh, but time doesn't exist in the unseen world. And that picture sounded more like hell to me. After studying the Bible, though, I now know that we will live in the Father and the Son's presence in the warmest light, with the most peaceful and celebrative atmosphere where all viruses and sicknesses are completely obliterated, where only joy, love, peace, fulfillment, thankfulness, contentment, community, and fun will exist. But heaven is not our permanent home. Jesus promised that he would return to right every wrong and to recreate the earth so that sin and all of its consequences are no longer present. He gave us the picture of a massive city, the new Jerusalem, would be coming down from heaven and the new earth would not have a sun or moon because the Father and the Son will be the only light we'll need. That means there will be no darkness, only light and warmth. And we will not be spiritual beings. We will have immortal bodies, just like Jesus' body when he rose from the grave. I love passages that talk about Jesus eating food after the resurrection. So the new earth is described as a fantastically mouth-watering feast. We can ditch concerns about GMOs, fat grams, and gluten. Hallelujah. You will have a gloriously new body that will be able to eat and not be able to sin. You will never know the feelings of disappointment, depression, loneliness, desertion, pain, guilt, sickness, loss, heartache, or headache. Life is going to be absolutely fantastic. And can you imagine the beauty of this new earth? What is the most beautiful place you've ever visited on earth? The Caribbean, the Swiss Alps, the Grand Canyon? If all of that is God's first go-around, imagine his second shot where his creation will not be tainted by man's selfish sins. The new earth is going to be just amazingly stunning, and we will all be co-recreators with God. Now let me explain that. Remember in the beginning, God created the man, Adam, so he could take care of paradise, the Bible says. He was made to work it and keep it. God made paradise so that it needed man's care. The new earth will be the same. We'll all have the most fulfilling work to do that fits perfectly with our skills and abilities, talents, and desires. There will be no overtime, no micromanaging bosses, no frustrating tasks, no unattainable quotas, no irate customers. What's the most fulfilling work assignment you've ever had? Now take that feeling and biggie size it a million times. Work in the new earth will only be satisfying and enjoyable as we glorify God by working alongside Him in His very presence. As a follower of Jesus, your next stop is absolutely sure. Your destination is predetermined. The moment your heart stops, you will be in the visible presence of the Lord Jesus Christ and His amazing Father, along with the angels and all the saints who have gone before you. 
it will be glorious. It will be going, as the Bible refers to it, as home. That is our home. And no, you will not get angel wings or become an angel. Angels are spirit beings. We are human beings with a spirit. The Bible even alludes to the fact that we will have some type of body in heaven, but it's not until the resurrection when Jesus returns and recreates the earth that we receive our new immortal bodies that are like Jesus' body. I'm hoping for one that's a little more handsome with a fewer pounds, but I'll just have to wait and see about that. I do believe this. All of us will be completely satisfied with every aspect of our appearance. Ladies, I'm quite certain that means no makeup. Can I get an amen? <laughs> well, grace to you all. I hope it's been helpful. And remember to check out BillSimpson.org for additional resources to help you keep in step with the Spirit of Christ.